Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence, sexual assault, and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. So I have a weird one for you today, and I'll be interested to know if you've heard about it. Oh, um, okay. I know. So let's see. So it's 5.30 a.m. on December 30th, 1999, when a passerby calls 911 to report a home engulfed in flames in Welch, Oklahoma. I don't know about this yet. Police knew from the get-go it was arson. When the Craig County sheriffs arrived, they were confused when they found only one body in the ashes, when reportedly there were at least four people in the house that evening celebrating a birthday. And stranger still, the body they'd recovered was that of Kathy Freeman, and she had one gunshot wound to the head. What? So that's her cause of death, not smoke inhalation. I know. Oh, her husband, Danny, daughter, Ashley, and Ashley's best friend, Loria Bible, had stayed over that night for a sleepover, but all of them had seemed to vanish off the face of the earth. So by New Year's Eve, the following day on December 31st, um, the police had actually opened the crime scene to the public. What? They, I know. <laughs> okay. So as they had believed what had happened was that Danny Freeman had murdered his wife, Kathy, and then fled with both of the girls. Okay. This is their assumption. However, on the 31st, Loria's parents returned to the scene to walk the rubble, looking for any additional clues that they could find for the whereabouts of their daughter. Within five minutes of their search, they discovered the body of Danny Freeman. They missed Just a whole body? A whole body. Just feet from Ugh. where his wife had been. Now, he was under debris, and the debris that they had discovered him under was covered in footprints. So the police had been walking over his body the yeah. day before. And I the know. public now? And the public I mean, now. now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Yes. No, no. And Danny, just like his wife, had been shot execution style mm -hmm. in the head. So it's just the girls that are missing? It's just the girls that are missing. Now, the Bible's immediately called the police, but I've heard some conflicting information here because I also heard the Bibles didn't trust, obviously, this police force with what they needed to do. So they started sifting themselves through the ash, trying to find the girls. Because now we've got Ashley well, and Loria missing. I don't blame them at all. You'd be like, mm -hmm. you missed a body, so let's keep looking. Like, right? some more? Come on. Yeah. So, but just wow. when you thought this case couldn't get any crazier, it does. But before we dive into it, let's dive into the wine we have for today. Let's get into this bottle. So, um, this, I'm so excited for this. This is Orin Swift. We've done some Orin Swift before, oh, or at so least I've drank Orin Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Yeah. I didn't mean that excited. Yeah, it is. It's going to be great. <laughs> I meant, I think we've done it before. Yeah. Um, eight years in the desert. So it's got a cool, again, my little Costco series. This was $50 at Costco. So, hey. um, it's, no, 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 so fancy. 
Um, it's a, it just says California red wine. So it's a blend. Okay. So let me tell you about this. Um, this is by, um, Oren Swift. And so the winemaker is David Swift Finney and okay. he actually came, uh, no later worked for Robert Mondavi winery. So these are like big deal wineries in Napa. Um, oh, and so that's how you know it, your Napa trips, <laughs> Napa trips. Uh, yeah, no, I haven't been to this winery actually. Um, but so upon selling the prisoner, David was in the agreement that he couldn't make another Zinfandel blend for another eight years. So eight years in the desert is his first Zinfandel blend, um, following his eight year hiatus. So I think that's cool that he like named it eight years in the desert. Um, Napa is a, not a desert, so I don't know. But maybe he just meant he was like left out for a bit. Um, it's a powerhouse blend of Zinfandel, Petite Syrah, and Syrah. And hmm. he's back better than ever. That's what it says. Is well, it good? We've already had a couple of, of drinks because I got fr- I couldn't read this morning. It's fine. But have you? <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Is it You're good? supposed to it's decant fine. it for an hour, which sounds oh. intense to me. So I decanted it for like five minutes and it's great. <laughs> I love it. Didn't affect it I at think all. it's yeah, I usually like bold cabs, but this again is like I think because it's summer now. I'm mm-hmm. like I don't want like toasty roasty like this is nice and fresh and light. And yeah. it's a Zinfandel, so it's not like super heavy. Okay. Hmm. What are you drinking? Um, no, I know, so that's I'm, why I got this. I I'm drinking Apothic Inferno. We've been waiting to Ooh. put this one. This is one of my favorites um with a true crime case. So, it's whiskey barrel aged. Um it's for 60 days, but it is delicious. It's very affordable. I think I spent $15 on this one. It's anywhere usually cool. between 15 to $17. Um, it's a little bit more pricier than like the $9 apothic ones. And what's so funny, so you, you know, I live most of my life in Canada. Um, when in Canada, alcohol is so expensive. So when Why? I told I was imported. I, well, it's run by the government as well. It's in government. Like you have to go to a select store. Like when I lived in New Brunswick, I had to go to NB Liquor always to get. It's not just like in. Well, there's Sobies and stuff, but public <laughs> or or in yeah. like Walmart. Like we have it here. Um, but Apothic, it says inspired by Apotheca, a mysterious place where some of the earliest wine was blended and stored. Apothic wines offers a truly unique wine experience. So. What they say about their Inferno bottle, a red blend emerges from the flames and it does have like a, it's very strong. So like you guys know, we film in advance right now. It's nine max time and 1030 my time. So <laughs> we're, it's, um, it's never too early for a glass of wine. We it? push the limits, hour. but <laughs> Johnny Depp said isn't happy hour anytime. <laughs> Mega pint. Um, but yes, it says paying tribute to a time honored craft. This wine has been aged for 60 days in whiskey barrels, creating bold notes of dark and red fruit and layers of maple and spice. You can feel the spice. You can feel it does feel like heat. And it is like 17%. It's like something ridiculous. Yeah. So good morning to me. Good morning. 15.9. So a little off, but yeah. Oh, um, mine's 16.1. But I would guess that... Well, this right, my eyes. Yeah, taste it. Oh God. Okay. Okay. This goes down easy for that. I gotta be careful. Sweet. I tell you, my frustrations from reading have passed. <laughs> what a struggle! It's all gonna flow. Morning. It'll flow. Well, cheers. Cheers. Let's do this. So taking a, it back a bit. 
Danny and Kathy got married at a young age. They had two children. So Shane was their first child, a boy, born on November 6, 1981, when Danny was 22 and Kathy was just 19. And then Ashley arrived on December 29, 1983. Now, the family are avid hunters. Lots of firearms in the house. Ashley herself was very responsible. She also knew how to hunt um, with her family. And they literally would get a lot of their food from hunting, hunting. as well. Mm-hmm. Where do they live again? Um, in northern Oklahoma. Oklahoma? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, Ashley had been inseparable from Loria since kindergarten. Best of friends. Even when one of them moved to, like, a different city. I can't remember which one. I'm just talking off the top of my head right now, but they still remain close friends until they move back and everything. Now, the saddest thing I think about this case, there's a lot, you know, of this case is very sad, Um, but this was very upsetting to me. The Bible family, due to some strains in the Freeman household, um, had actually um, forbidden Loria from staying over the night for about a year and a half prior to this event. Oh, no. This is the the first time she stayed the night? Yes, reportedly the night oh. before she stayed two nights at the Freeman's house and reportedly the night before was the first time in like a year and a half that they'd allowed her to go over and they allowed her for her friend's 16th birthday. Why was yeah. she not allowed to stay over? Do you know? So there's a we're going to get into the Freeman family. Okay. There's a lot of like struggles in the household and everything. Um, I think it's also important to note that the Freeman's mobile home was about a half mile down a driveway. And while it had electricity, they didn't have running water inside the home. It, okay. it just kind of paints a p- picture of kind of how they lived. Um, financials were strained in the household and Kathy was actually the main breadwinner after Danny had suffered a work-related injury. However, there were rumors in the town that Danny was involved in a lot of drug deals. So I know. And, and when like the first thing I thought of when I was looking at this case, when you hear about the injuries is I was like drug deal gone wrong. Like that's immediately where my brain is their execution style execution style. And then you burn yeah. the house down too. Yeah. It's shady. So Shane, their son began to have trouble in school at a very young age. Um, after struggling with his own social behaviors, Shane actually confided in one of his school counselors about being abused by his father. Oh, and when no. she, I know. So when Shane arrived to school one day with his, like backside bruised and bleeding the school contacted the authorities whoa yeah yeah. so in the summer of 1998 so shane's in like his later teens i think 15 at 16 at this point um danny freeman though was charged with abuse now he maintained his innocence arguing that this quote-unquote incident was simply a parent punishing his child for reckless behavior and this event has been blown out of proportion no, this child has is bleeding. Like, it's not a punishment. No. So the Freeman family was ordered to do some counseling sessions, and soon Shane was actually allowed to move out of the family home. But unfortunately, Shane's trouble did not stop there. Soon he'd made a name for himself with the police as the town bandit. Um, he was in into- town bandit. <laughs> he was robbing um, a lot. Wow. And um, there was even a time period where he was known as the quote unquote red light bandit after he had ran from police after stealing one of their red flashlights. Now, police never proved <laughs> that he did this, <laughs> but Shane. Um, he bragged a lot to all of his friends and everything about he was the one that stole this red flashlight from police officers and took off. So 
Yes. Wow. Acor- okay. I- <laughs> the oh, town really? bandit. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to his family, Shane wasn't confrontational. But on January 7th, 1999, so just like the winter before this crime would happen, Shane reportedly stole money, firearms, and personal items from the Bible household. Oh, so from Loria's family. I know. Yeah. Well, now I know why Loria wasn't allowed to spend the night. Yeah. There's a lot of issues going on. A lot of issues. On January 8th, the stolen vehicle that Shane was driving broke down. Now, many people actually offered to give Shane a ride, but he elected to stay with the broken down vehicle. That's when Deputy David Hayes arrived. And the exchange that they had, somehow, Shane ended up dead from. David with, said Shane with a police From officer. the deputies? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. David Hayes. So David said that Shane had pulled the gun on him. And in order to get him to surrender, um, David had shot Shane. However, the Freeman family, family argues what the autopsy report said, that Shane was shot towards the back of his body, meaning it looks like he was trying to flee from someone at the time of his death. An investigation, though, into Shane's death was ruled that Officer Hayes' actions were justified. Regardless, 17-year-old Shane's death left a rift between the Freeman family and the police in the area. The Freeman family, they threatened to file a wrongful death suit against the Craig County Sheriff's Office, and this left many to wonder if this is why their own deaths weren't investigated as well as they probably could have been in that December, because that was literally the same year too. Or if even You'd like to the- hope that they like that the police weren't that biased, but at the same time, it's just, it doesn't seem like that big of a town, right? Like, so it's the same, yep. it's the same police force and things. So yeah. Not they, good. No, there was also rumors in the time that maybe the Craig County police had been involved in the murders as well. This feud reportedly made officers afraid that Danny was going to try to take revenge for his son's untimely death. And reportedly, many in the area witnessed the sheriff's officer's vehicles sitting outside the Freeman house at different times. Yeah. However. For what purpose? To keep watch over them? Yeah, like how, could, how long could they do that for? Or like threatening, or I mean, if Danny is running oh. drug deals out of his home, maybe it would put a bit of a like pressure a on break. Him. Yeah, pressure and also like a break on his own business as well. You know, like I don't know. Yeah, but like knock it off. Yeah. Yeah. So the state actually turned the investigation, though, of the murders and the disappearances over to the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation because of this, like, conflict, right? And all of the officers that had initially investigated uh, consented to polygraph tests. Now, the Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation said the polygraphs were conclusive and cleared the sheriff's office of the murders of Danny and Kathy. We know polygraph tests are not a science, but... But that's okay. a pretty big <clears throat> that's a pretty big thing to be able to lie about on a polygraph test th- like murder or not murder. I suppose, but like also when you think about two I I don't know about Oklahoma. Sure. I haven't. This is the first Oklahoma case I'm looking at, but when you look at the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, <laughs> they've done some shady ass shit. Like I there's so many cases I've done for my TikTok where I'm like the GBI just don't die in Georgia. Don't do not die in Georgia. Like 
it's a bad time. Um, anyways, um, especially don't die unexpectedly. Anyways, <laughs> um, this also doesn't mean that obviously the police is obvious in action. Like, I feel like if you are not finding a body at the scene of a crime and you're opening up a crime scene 24 hours after, you know, arson has happened, you know, someone was shot full in the face, like obviously due diligence was not done there. You, you know, you know, it's a so, trailer home, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how they didn't find another body. Like, I know there's debris, but like, it's still a body. Like you'd think it would have been gone through with a fine tooth comb, especially before they open it up to the public. Yeah. Because there's no going back. Like, no. And with three people still currently missing, it's like, maybe they are still in that home. Like, come on. Like God. Anyways, after discovering Danny's body in the rubble, they also found Ashley's purse and it had been found with $200 inside it. Now there were, a couple things missing uh, obviously with that $200 in the purse being left behind the Bible family immediately is like our daughter's been kidnapped because why she wouldn't just leave her, her purse there. Right. Um, another thing that was missing, Danny had a huge collection of arrowheads um, like native American arrowheads and, mm-hmm. and they were gone. And also about $4,000 reportedly was gone from the fridge where um, reportedly Ashley kept like from a the stash fridge. Yeah. For, uh, Ashley kept like a stash of cash reportedly in like a Tupperware container that she put in either the fridge in or the, the freezer. freezer. Yeah. <laughs> and reportedly that was taken as well. So there's a little bit of burglary kind of going on here from the assumptions, but also the house burned down. So I don't know how much they're able to tell was actively stolen or not. Um, Now there weren't any answers as of right now to who would kill parents and abduct two young girls, but there were tons of theories. So let's try to dive into those for a minute. Cause this case would go unsolved for a hot minute until 2018. Oh wow. So recent. Yeah. So the night of the murders slash disappearances was Ashley's 16th birthday, as we said. So they'd gone to pizza hut for dinner and I've had birthdays at Pizza Hut. Mm, <laughs> I remember I Pizza Hut. The yeah, I was like, oh, the book kids. Do you remember that? Yeah. The little, like, minis. Oh. Yeah. Um, Ashley's boyfriend, Jeremy Hurst, met them at the Walmart and gifted Ashley a silver chain heart necklace with her birthstone on it. They then went back home, all of them, including Jeremy. And Jeremy told investigators that nothing felt off that night and that he'd actually left the family home at about 930. However, there were other members of the Freeman family that said he kind of left closer to about 1030 that night. The investigation didn't really narrow in on any of these people, which I feel is Did a they get interviewed. I mean, they I, must have given a. They know they know enough about them. So they got it. from yeah, somewhere. But. There's not a lot of information on even who of the Freeman family was in the trailer that night. So that's really suspicious to me like that's weird because it's yeah. like why i don't know you always look at the people pin it close. down yeah yeah it's strange so either they haven't made that public record or they didn't sure. look into it close enough so are you breathing all- flames from your apothec <sighs> yeah <sighs> like a dragon over here um there was also a theory that maybe ashley had killed her parents and her and Loria had run off. So at the time, people did fear that the abuse in the household extended for, to Ashley um, and that maybe she had done this, you know, to get away from her parents. Um, but 
it wasn't likely. And the Bible family had actually initially thought before they found her purse and everything yeah, um, that the girls had been frightened by whatever they had seen and witnessed in that household and had fled. That seems more likely because if you're going to run away, you're going to take your purse that has $200 in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that's before they found the purse. Yeah. yeah. That makes more sense that maybe they were scared and yeah. hiding. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, There was... Also a rumor that it might have been a drug deal gone wrong, which is what I had initially thought. Um, This theory to a lot of people, I watched a lot of things on this yesterday, read a lot about it. It didn't seem to make sense at the time um, because they were like, why would they take the girls with them? Me, sex trafficking. Now, of course, through the years, there were tons of searches for the girls um, everywhere. Even one of the searches was triggered by horse bones that someone had found and thought maybe it was the girls out somewhere. And and turns out it was horse bones. And there were also tons of confessions, like killers on death row confessing. Yeah. So why do people do that? Stay out of it. It's hard with jail like jail confessions that's difficult and like even when we talked about the west memphis three there's when people come from jail there's usually like a motive as per why they're talking um they're trying to get a sweet deal on something else like they're yeah absolutely or i feel like serial killer tommy lynn sells tried to take credit for this i feel like he was just trying to like up his like insanity street cred Um, yeah yeah Killer Jerry Jones, too. He was on death row at the time, and he told police that he did this killing as a favor to a friend over a drug debt. Said he took the girls to Kansas where he dumped their bodies in a mine. But then he would recant this confession, saying that he did this in order to get more um, phone time along with better food while he was on death row. That's insane that that's what two people's lives would be worth in your mind. You're like, yes, I'm going to get involved in this investigation just so I can get more phone time. Yeah. And better food. Okay. Yeah. No. But in 2017. No, it wasn't him. Um, Recanted the whole statement. Not him. But in 2017, new investigators would take over the case. Now, these new investigators found a note from the initial investigation that had been lost. 
which somehow, along with some witness statements, led them to, on April 23rd, 2018, 66-year-old Ronnie Busick, who then was arrested and charged with the murders and abduction and arson of the Freeman family mobile home. They had enough to charge him. They had enough to charge him. Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. Two other suspects were identified, but they had died in the years prior. So, unfortunately, they never got justice for them. But they were were never held accountable. Never held accountable. Yeah. So, these two other suspects were Warren Philip Welch and David Pennington. Now, Welch was believed to be the ringleader of this group at the time. He was known in the area as a Bible-thumping, hymn-singing meth cooker, who was also described as evil, and apparently he would go on these, like, rants about Jesus. And I I, I really, you know who wow. he reminds me of? Philip Garrido, is that his name, who kidnapped, um, oh, J.C. Doug- Dugard? Dugard. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy that killed JC. Yeah. Kidnapped JC Dugard. Yeah. That was, um, that's the, the crazy, like, religious ramblings of an actually, like, evil yeah. man, you know? Um, yeah. and they think they're in the right because of their religion, their beliefs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, um, yeah. And then Busick, the guy that's still alive and is charged with this, he had actually been in and out of prison for drug charges for about 40 years now. So why the fuck was he ever out of prison? Like, can we like, uh, this is the thing. So I did the murder of Polly Kloss on my TikTok a couple of months ago. And during that, we found for sexual crimes, they if they were repeatedly charged, they ended up staying in prison longer because of this law that was made in Polly Kloss's name. Why don't we do that with everything? If you continually go to jail for yeah, a very maybe similar you should stay thing, for a bit. you're not rehabilitated. You're yeah. not. It's the weirdest thing to me. Like if he hadn't have been out of jail, I, I don't know. Like it's not necessarily the same as Polly because with that guy, you could say like if he hadn't been out of jail, this never would have happened. But with this, it's like, ooh, when you're still getting convicted of these things. I no. get that our jails are like overcrowded and overpopulated, but mm-hmm. – we should keep the violent people there. We should keep the people there that continually reoffend at like this level. Um, yeah. 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 No, it's crazy. So, um, Busick would tell the police that they went to settle a drug deal. And after killing Kathy and Danny, the three decided to take the girls and have some quote unquote fun with them. So they kidnapped them, brought them to Welch's trailer, where they raped them and then eventually strangled them to death. Now, Busick said that the reason they strangled them to death was the girls tried to flee and run off. And he said, if they hadn't, they'd still be alive. I don't buy that at all. No one believes that. Also with a strangling killing. Yeah. I just, I feel like you have to be in close quarters for that. Like not just like a running away and then grabbing the two of them and killing them the same way. Like that's, it's not anyway. like he shot them as they tried to run away or something. Absolutely not. It's like yeah. very, well, it's clearly hands-on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he said that the bodies were thrown into a quote-unquote pit. Now, Welch, at one point, this man that's since passed, had decorated his trailer with the missing posters and reward posters of the two girls. Yeah. 
That's and so had, morbid. Yeah. It's so morbid. And he had kept Polaroids of the girls where he had these Polaroids showed the girls bound and gagged. And in some of the photos, he was lying next to them. Now, one of the ex-girlfriends of these men said that she got a hold of them. And then after Welch threatened her and said, you'll end up in the same pit as those girls, she somehow lost these Polaroids. She just didn't want to involve herself, maybe. Not to remind everyone of another crime, but it does remind me of the Picton Pig Farmer. There were so many people who knew that he was killing people and they didn't go to the police with it. And it's absolutely asinine. Like... The fact that there's rumors in this town swirling around about this. And the really horrible part about it is when Busick was arrested, the Bible family issued a statement in which they said they'd been aware of these alleged photographs for quote unquote years. That's horrifying. Horrifying. And then they said at this time, all the focus is on finding Loria and Ashley. We welcome all information leading to their recovery until they're home with us. It will never be over. Now, they tried to strike a deal with Busick, um, saying that if he would have re- a reduced sentence, you know, if he could lead them to the bodies of Loria and Ashley, right? He said he couldn't remember due to a bullet that had grazed his head in the 70s. However, he'd been telling all these um, other... In- that's a pretty memorable detail. Yeah, like, and from can, the 70s? Can rem- like, no. No, and he'd also been telling a bunch of his inmate friends, like bragging to them about it. And that's one of the ways they got caught, by the way, was the he, huh, they good. all kept bragging about raping and, and murdering these girls. Gross. And then everybody was like coming forward and like, this is weird. And, and it's annoying because he told all these inmates and then his lawyer said that this couldn't be Im- admissible into court, what he told the inmates. So it never was. So they did end up reducing his charge to an accessory for murder, though. I know they reduced it. I just, oh, I know it's because it's what they can prove and not prove, but like, mm. uh, he just deserves the full weight of murder. Yeah. So this is interesting. So remember he's only 66 years old, so he's still got a lot of life to live. Um, so, he's still scary enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. And so I read an article about it and I wanted to kind of quote it here. Cause I couldn't understand. I was like, why would he get the sentence he gets? Because, Oh, wait for the sentence. So after some initial doubts, Ronnie was ruled competent to stand trial. After his arrest, Ronnie had asked to speak with the families and Loria's mother did end up meeting with him. But Ronnie told her he knew nothing of the girl's whereabouts. Like, why did he want to meet with her? Like just a weird just a toy with them. Mm-hmm. So in July of 2020, Ronnie pleaded guilty to being an, being an accessory to murder. As a part of the deal, the charges of murder, arson, and kidnapping were dropped. He was sentenced to 10 years in prison in addition to five ten? years probation. Yes. And he won't serve 10. I'm sorry. We know this. Like, yeah. He's, and I said it before you even said it, he's going to still be dangerous. Like, this is not someone who's going to be rehabilitated and not reoffend in some way. Like, even if it's raping someone and not murder, like, he's going to reoffend. Oh, 100%. Horrible. Yeah. And, um, it, it goes on. It gets worse. So if Ronnie had been able to help find the remains of the teenagers, his sentence would have been down to five years in prison. With the same probation sentence. Isn't that wild? So, 
Yeah. I can't imagine that any family would want to sign off on that deal, even though it's not for them to be able to like weigh in on typically, mm-hmm. but like who would give him that deal? I know. I know. I like my, like, uh, so for murder, you could serve five years in prison. Like that's asinine. Even if you were an accessory to murder, like they took them back to the trailer, they raped them. Like, you know, like, no, no. So to this yeah. day, the bodies of Loria and Ashley have still never been found. That's horrible. That's it's so sad. horrifying. But yeah, to kind of end on, um, this is just like such a downer horribly of a case. Like it was, it's, it was so sad. And even to hear about Shane and, and the past and what the family had kind of gone through and then for it to all end this way was really just Cause that entire family is gone. Yeah. Entire family wiped off. Yeah. Um, but I did want to drop the national center for missing and exploited children. This was actually started by John and Reve Walsh. And if you know anything about true crime, they are Adam Walsh's parents when Adam Walsh went missing and then eventually, um, he was found to be murdered. They started a heck of a lot. I mean, America's most wanted, which actually Lori and Ashley were featured on at one point in time. Really? Yeah. Along with the missing and exploited, um, children, national center for missing exploited children. Um, so, it's a charity. I actually um, have it on my TikTok. It's the charity I want everyone to kind of like donate to. Um, it's also, I mean, they have like a list of current missing children. Um, so I would highly recommend just kind of perusing the website. You never know what you might know or who you might know. Um, but yeah, as of right now, unfortunately, this is where this case stands. And <sighs> and I just have to say that organization has like been the break in so many cases to be honest like it's Mm -hmm. such a great organization in that it brings awareness to these cases that like maybe you didn't know that you knew something about that and there's been so many cases that it's like oh a neighbor like that guy is my neighbor I didn't know that he was wanted or um so yeah I just feel like they just shed so much awareness on these cases that may not get that kind of coverage or um those cases needed a break and finally uh they get one yeah, no, what John and Reve have done um, with the legacy of their son Adam has been really yeah. inspiring and has saved a lot of other children's lives and a lot of people's lives. So if you get a moment, peruse their, their website. Um, you know, if you can make a contribution, make a contribution. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I know for myself, since transitioning to a working from home environment, the importance of taking care of your own mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide and you can log into your account anytime, day or night to message your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read other clients' testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash ITT, that's better H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And for listeners of Innocent Till Tipsy, you can go to their website and get an additional 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ITT. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash I-T-T. Um, but yeah, um, as of right now, we're at the end of today's true crime episode. How was your wine, Max? 
Oh, my wine is very good. I recommend it. Go to your Costco, get this wine. Um, Orange Swift is all, is usually pretty solid. And so I, I don't usually drink Zinfandel um, or I know it's a blend, but um, yeah, I like bold cabs, but this is a good red summer wine. I like this. How's your wine? You breathe um, in flames? It's, it's heavy. I would say it's a fall. <laughs> yours like um, looks like almost like whiskey. I don't know if I'm like imagining it, but yours is so, I can just yeah. like feel it's how a, that would taste. It's a weird burgundy. It's really good though. It's strong. Um, it's really good. Not for the morning though. Um, <laughs> but it is a really good affordable wine. Um, excuse me. I highly recommend it, um, to people because I do, it's one of my favorites. It, and when I'm feeling something strong, it and Snoop Dogg's wine, but you guys know that already from our <laughs> Snoop Dogg's wine is so good. It's so good. <laughs> <It's actually legit. laughs> um, but anyways, until next week, Okay, until next week. Cheers. Cheers. A Huda Media Production.